Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what a show we have planned tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I think you got the music playing, but I have to stop it. I don't want everybody, <laughs> I don't want the guests dancing thinking this is a club. <laughs> Although the information that we're going to get tonight will have you dancing, I believe, Brian. And we're going to talk about some, yeah, we're going to talk about some things that a lot of people, you know, they really don't understand. And I am going to learn a lot. I have my pen and pad ready. And if you're listening out there, please get your pen and pad ready because, Brian, we have a fun, and, and, and tonight is going to be packed with information, and we're just going to have fun. You know, Greg, the, I think the best part about what tonight's going to bring is that it's going to bring some, you know, some concrete ideas and thoughts and suggestions that, you know, will really be able to help people because, you know, and especially in these tough economic times, you know, people really want to know about money. Mm-hmm. You know, businesses are struggling right now to make ends meet, and they want to know how they can, uh, you know, do better with money, how they can manifest and grow and, you know, just create new opportunities for themselves. And so I think this is going to be a great show for them to listen, to learn, to take in, to hash out, and, you know, to be able to grow from this event, from this show tonight. So I'm excited and I'm encouraged. Yes, yes, I am too. You know, if if anyone out there, if you have any questions, you can join us uh, in the chat room. You can also send your questions there. We'll ask them there. I know I have a ton of friends on Facebook listening in. If you want, you can contact me on there. I'm live there. If you have any questions or comments that you want to ask directly, you can call in 718 Five zero eight ninety six hundred. Again, that's seven one eight five zero eight ninety six hundred. Brian, you know I, I'm so excited about tonight's show. I know you heard me say that earlier because I, a, a lot of us, a lot of people, I'm, I'm saying myself, we don't understand uh, the energy that we have, and I don't think it, it's it's something that is not taught to us. So. Tonight, I guess what we need to do, and I think something that we will learn is to how to reprogram our thoughts and how to just be better as far as looking inside of us to see that the answer is there. We just need the information so that we can change our thoughts. Yes, absolutely. You know, Greg, I want to go ahead and bring on our guest because I'm ready to ask some questions, and I think everybody else is out there, you know, they're ready to learn. So tonight's guest is best-selling author Diane Garris. She says, you think positive thoughts. You apply the laws of attraction. You visualize. You even clear pathways to abundance, and you manifest nothing. Now you want to find out exactly what to do about it. You want wealth. You want prosperity. You want transformation. And she says, tonight, here, you will discover real secrets to money and manifesting. What you learn will change your life forever. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Diane Garris. Well, hi, Gregory and Brian. How are you? Hello, how are you? We're great. Pretty good, thanks. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Thank thank you. you. I don't think I can beat Brian to asking the question, so I'm going to let him go ahead and start it because he's so 
He, he already said that he had a ton of questions to ask, so go ahead, Brian. You know, one of my questions is, what is this thing, money and manifesting? What is that all about? <laughs> well, money, money and manifesting is a book that I wrote that that has to do with was going to bring us everything that we want, and I call it the I want law of attraction. So um, we have a lot of people out there that are trying to manifest with just the power of their thoughts and discovering now that that's not enough. And so that's why I wrote Money and Manifesting, to teach people how we do that. Wow, that's that's awesome. Go ahead, Brian. I know you still have a follow-up question for us. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, um, because, you know, we hear about this law of attraction, and, you know, I know people who sort of live in, you know, for lack of a better word, die by the law of attraction, you know, and, you know, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, there are a lot of people who don't really, you know, have the a full understanding of what the law of attraction is, you know, so, and and with that, when they try to apply the law of attraction, you know, they continuously say, well, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working, you know, tell us why, you know, the law of attraction is not enough. Okay, uh, great question, by the way. Uh, the law of attraction is for attracting, it's not for manifesting. And the way that the, the law of attraction is a universal law, absolutely, it's true, it does work. What we think about does create our reality, it's true. But the way that it was presented is, is you know, the way for us to kind of get what we want. So, this is what's wrong with it. It's it's that the power of our positive thinking is not enough. It, it's not enough. It, it's the law of attraction is to be used as part of the process. And so, when we have our thoughts, instead of looking at those as this is how we create, we have to kind of look at how we biologically are designed to create. And do you know anyone that's that's made a child from the power of their mind? You, you see, <laughs> if, if you if you really think about that statement, we know that we're we're designed to create from our roots. And and so what people are doing with the law of attraction is like having this cut flower, and we're sticking it in the ground, and we're saying. Why isn't that growing? And we're watching it wilting and dying and going, you know, why is it not growing? The reason is because it doesn't have a root system. It has nothing feeding the plant. So use your thoughts to get to the underlying belief systems as to what was taught to you about money and use those thoughts to plant seeds. Use them as part of the process, not the whole process. This is what's missing here. Yeah. And, you know, this is Greg, and, and you were talking about the mindset, and, and I was talking about that a little bit earlier, but how do we change our mindset when, we, when we're dealing with money? Because there's a lot of people out there that want money, they want all of these different things, but they, you know, what kind of mindset should they have, you know, or, or, or how should they change the mindset they have right now? Okay, the the more that we focus on on wanting and having money the more it eludes us because money is just energy it's not self-worth it's it's not anything other than energy and if we begin to understand how to work with the energy of exchange because that's what money is the energy of exchange then we can 
kind of begin to turn around our money mindset. And part of the problem that, that, that we're having here is that when we're in fear, we're, we're being told, okay, cut back, cut back, and, and, and be in fear, and we don't have enough. This means that we're coming from this place of, of belief in, in lack. And this perpetuates and creates exactly what we don't want. So what we're doing here when we're in fear and we're saying, I don't have enough and I have to cut back, that's negative manifesting. So in order to get out of that fear, we have to start believing in the ability to create our life the exact, exactly the way we want. But, I mean, and, and to understand that we don't create from a place of fear because all we create from fear is more fear. So we have to again get to the root of the belief systems and and that's step number one in in changing the money mindset okay good you know and you know i heard you earlier say that money is energy yeah yeah if money is energy and you don't have success in your life what is wrong with the person's energy that wants this (laughs) actually yeah actually nothing here here this the whole thing speaks to our whole definition of success we the current perceptions that are that are about money is that money equals excess a success i'm sorry and so we firmly believe that money is self-worth we believe that money is success and this is where we're stuck in the illusion and so if you don't have success in your life and i'm quote unquote success What's wrong with your energy is that you have a distortion in the perceptions and belief systems. And and this is where we can bring our thoughts in and use those to unblock those uh, perceptions that we have of money as being success. So there's nothing wrong with your energy other than your belief systems. Mm, okay. Mm. And when you say the belief systems, you know, you're not just saying, you know, what they believe in as far as their religion. You're just saying just their overall belief of how money works. Well, yes, because, see, not one person came in here knowing one thing about money. You came in here knowing everything about how to exchange. If you really think about it, as a as a, an infant, you, you're, you, you don't really have any control. So you're, you, the only thing you really do know is how to exchange. That, that's all you know. And... And somebody somewhere along the line taught you about money and about money as self-worth and about money as um, power. So those things are learned. So you have to go to who taught you that and kind of examine that underlying belief system about the, the people that taught you what you know or what you think you know about money. Ah, it's sort of like... If you went to, uh, you know, you wouldn't go to Burger King to learn about McDonald's, so to speak, right? <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true. You know, I, I can give you kind of an example. You know, my, my dad was um, uh, very much about if he believed that, that if you had money, you were very powerful and successful. And if you did not, you you just weren't. So when I first started building my spiritual toolbox, he said to me, and this was right in the beginning, he said to me, well, are you making any money? And I said, well, no. 
And he said, well, well, why are you doing it? I mean, he just didn't really, you know, didn't compute to him that anyone would do anything if they weren't making any money. And I said to him, this is my life's purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. And it's not showing up as money, i.e. success at this moment, but certainly it will at some point. And even if it doesn't, that's fine because that's what I'm supposed to do. But in his world, this is what he believed, that that money, if you weren't making money, there's no reason to do it. And and if you're not making money, then you're a failure. And so we have a lot of people that have been, been taught this. Now, I just happen to not believe that. And, and if I had believed it, then I wouldn't have built anything that I've built here. So... It, it comes to a choice as to what you decide to take in as truth of, of what has been taught to you. It's very simple, really. Hmm. Awesome. You know, I was uh, I was reading a book about um, you know these individuals that were making money and they weren't happy with the way they were making money, so they decided to you know try to change the way that that money flows into their businesses, you know. And, you know, one of the things that they started to do was they started to basically post stuff in their offices to teach the, uh, the people in their offices different ways of marketing and different ways, you know. And, you know, one of the things they were saying is that, you know, when you talk about, when you when you go to a customer or when you go to a client, you know, you have to basically talk to that client as if you've already helped them, you know, as, as if you've already, you know, given them the service and that you've already established a relationship with them. And it's like, I think what they were doing was cold calling people, but they were, you know, and they were using certain words and certain terms, you know, is that one of the ways that um, you manifest is that you speak those things into existence? Well, kind of. I mean, here, the, see, what, what I'm getting is, that partially it was a way to keep making money and then partially it was a way to change the flow of energy. So so yes and no because number one, we don't make money. We we create and we open a flow to the energy of money. And we underlying all this we have forgotten that money is the energy of exchange. If if the big cosmic paw came down here tomorrow and took away all the money and said, okay, no more paper, no more money, because you people have, you know, put so much power on these pieces of paper. Now what? Now who are you? You see, we have to create from who we are, um, from our elemental root, not just from, you know, kind of let's speak someone's language about money. I mean, I get that. I do, and I'm not saying it's wrong, and I, I actually get what that what they were doing was right in a certain way. Um, I get that. But but if we go a step beyond that, it's let's not forget that it's about exchanging. Right. And and let's not forget that the pieces of paper don't have power. It's our perception that they have power that gives them the fuel, right? Right. Or, you know, it made me think about I think it was the country of Zimbabwe, and, you know, they were literally issuing out, you know, $5 million worth of currency to all of their people, 
you know, and the currency was literally wasn't worth the paper it was written on. But like everybody had five million dollars, and that was their way of, you know, boosting their economy. But you know, it was literally worthless. Right. You know, I mean, everybody's walking around with five million dollars worth of cash, but everything costs like a million bucks. <laughs> right. Right. You know? uh, right. And so you're right. You know, it. You know, it's really your perception of it. Yeah. You know, somebody says, "Hey, here's five million dollars in U.S. currency," and they'll go bananas because they know okay. that's like worth a hundred million dollars in their country. You know. Right. And so and it's really you're right. You're absolutely right. It's really about the perception because either way, you have this system of exchange that if you use this particular medium, which if you look on it, it's, it's really just a note. Yeah. You know, it just says this is what you can get and. You know, in the terms of U.S. money, you have to trust us on this. <laughs> yeah, it's you the know? energy of exchange, totally. And we just we just really lost sight of that. I mean, we have totally distorted that. And what's going on now in the bigger picture is that the universe is kind of asking us, okay, who are you people without your money? Who are you without these pieces of paper because you forgot who you are? That's why we're having this course correction. That's why it's all all distorted the way it is and the sooner we get it the better we get back on the sooner we get back on track and mm-hmm. um i have you know kind of an example of this you know um i don't know if you know nikki sent you my bio but i'm a clairvoyant and and um if i lost everything tomorrow i mean if i said i have no money no house no nothing what am i going to do i'm going to go in my tent I'm going to go up in the mountains, and guess what? I'm going to do what I already do. See, that's the key. Now, if I'm going to do that, and I don't have a perception that living in my tent or living on the street is so horrible, then that frees me up to just go do what I do. So so now I'm going to, you know, give readings, do healings, whatever it is I do from who I am, and and let's say there is no money, then people are going to exchange with me for what I need. Someone will bring me food. Someone will bring me whatever I need. And, and, and you know, that's been going on for me for years because I, a lot of people couldn't afford readings and what have you, but they understood that, that they needed to exchange something. So uh, I have a whole room full of... Um, angel icons. I mean, you know, people brought me angels, people brought me but they brought me whatever I needed. Someone brought me banana bread and you know, so and this is the thing. You have to just kind of go no matter where you are living. Mm-hmm. If you are exchanging from who you are, then the universe is going to bring you what you need and and there is no fear. Hmm. So you're saying basically that we have everything we need already and that Material is really immaterial. Well, look, to here, people are, you've got a lot of people out, it's kind of, people are out there going, oh my God, if I lose my house and I lose my money and I have to live in the street, I don't know who I am, so I don't know what I'm going to do, and oh my God, it's disgraceful to live in the street. I'm saying it's not, and that's that's what you've been told. You've been told that it is. Um, ah. Okay. And then, or you've been told that, you know, it's uh, camping is something we do for um, vacation, but we don't want to live that way because that means that we're poor or 
or whatever. So the perception of, of that very first thing about where we live, that has to change. And then and then what we do, it's it's just that if I'm doing that, I'm doing it from my root and I'm doing it from who I am and I don't go I don't go into my tent and go, Okay, now I'm going to go maybe be a waitress or whatever it is. I mean, if I just do it from my roots and I say, okay, this is who I am, I'm a psychic, so that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to trust that the universe brings me what I need from that. You see, right there is, is, right there is what we need to do. Just trust that the universe is going to bring us what we need when we're manifesting from our root. Okay? So that's where we're missing the boat. You know, I actually get that because this this past weekend I was at the uh, Swanee Spring Fest, and you know I met people who were like naturalists, herbalists, um, and just what most people would call a hippie. You know, yeah. and they were just and some of the people were there. They were just living off the land. You know, they were like, and I remember one of the guys saying, "He says whatever nature gives me." Uh, that's what I'm provided. Whatever I'm provided with by nature, that's what I use. Right. You know, and you know, because I sat there and I was talking to people because you know, for me it was a new experience because I'd never experienced that before. You know, there was a guy there who was a vegan and he was explaining to me about you know what being a vegan was and how you can you know you don't need meat, you can live off the raw fruits and you know the benefits of it and everything. So you know, I, he was really broadening my knowledge and my mindset of how people live because, you know, you've been taught that this is how you eat three meals a day, you eat this, you eat that, and so forth. And then, you know, when health problems come, they tell you to do what? Take medicine, go to the doctor, get these pills, and then these pills have side effects. And so you have all these other things that are tied with that, you know. And so, you, you know, in you saying that, you know, you live off what the universe will bring you, you know, that makes sense to me. Well, you do it from, if you're doing, if you're living who you are, then yes, that works perfectly. It's when you're not living who you are. If, in other words, if I go out now and, and try to be a vegan and, and I'm not one, I'm going to have all kinds of problems. Right. So, so um, yeah, you have to live from who you are. And, and do you mean, when you say uh, live who you are, or do you mean... Uh, us finding our true purpose in life is, is is am I close? Yes, we do have to see see here. When when I can go back to this, when my dad said to me, "Are you making any money?" or and I say no, and he says, "Why are you doing it?" I say, "This is my life's purpose. I came here to make the spiritual toolbox." That I am very clear on that. And so, when you are aligned with your life's purpose. It doesn't matter how it shows up, if the money shows up or it doesn't, or if, I mean, the way I live is just that I have everything that I need and what I need comes to me, and I don't have to sit here and go, I I want, I want, I want, because um, I'm living in accordance with my purpose. So it's when you're not doing that, that you sit there with your thoughts and you try to make a baby. You you. It's, we're designed to co-create. So, so the way I'm co-creating is I say, okay, look, I have this um, magazine that I want to do, voiceofangels.com magazine. So, okay, do shall we do this? And then my guidance will say to me, okay, yeah, sure, let's do this. Great. I say, 
all right, I think I want to do a glossy. Uh, okay, um, when, I, when I'm coming from I want, I want, now I'm going to go online, I'm going to try to find a printer, I'm going to try to push that energy along. And, and I did that, and I thought, well, great, I'm, not, I'm finding printers that want to charge me $10 a, a copy, and that's just not good. So now I let go. I say, all right, I'm really not attached to having a glossy for this particular issue. I'm not attached. I let go. All of a sudden, um, kind of out of nowhere, I uh, find this printer that, that's, you know, uh, the way it ought to be, charging me what it needs to be. So I go, great, fine, good. So now we go along. I'm going to have a glossy. And I say, wow, I'm going to get 10,000 copies of VoiceOfTheAngels.com magazine. And how am I going to get those out of here? I need a distributor. Great. Along came a distributor out of nowhere. So you see, it's, it really, life can become very synchronicitous when you are living um, your purpose and when you let go of what you think you want. But you, you, do have, you can't force energy. And if, if everything is energy and money is energy, you just can't force it along. You, you have to just align with it and, and kind of you have to co-create and be willing to do that. Yeah. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. That's part of the problem. They're not willing to do it. They're saying, okay, I'm going to, uh, this is what I want, I want, I want, I want. They're not willing to co-create. Do you know what I mean? You think, do you think it's just that people are so afraid of change that they just stick, they just stick with what they know and what they know is not working? Do you, do you think that that's what it is? <laughs> that's so well put. Yes, and this is coming up more and more in the past, over the past week for for um, people that I'm encountering. People know that they want to change and they think they want to change, and then they get very afraid to do so. So they, what happens then when someone's afraid? They go back into what they know and what was taught because it's familiar, and even if it's not going to move them forward they they just go yeah okay that's what i know that's what i'm comfortable with and even if it's hideous i'm still going to do it because that's what i know and and that keeps people really stuck mm. yeah mm. you know what um i, I want to go back to like our grandparents back in the day when you know they they had value and they had that they had the moral you know just they had. They, they, it wasn't that they were so crazy about spending and making money. They just wanted to make enough so they can get by, and you know, so they won't be behind in their bills and that type of thing. Do you think that their type of thinking back then uh, is wrong for the thinking of right now? And what I mean by that is, you know, we live in a society where everything, everybody wants everything done just like a microwave now, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean when I say, but um, I do. You know, back in the day, they didn't want to take risks. They wouldn't take the big risks. They would just do with, you know, they know how to do with what they have. Yeah, I, you know, that's that distortion of uh, the perception of things, and and you know, oftentimes I, I've I've said that the law of attraction, the way it was taught is taught it's like a child asking Santa Claus for everything that it wants, and and that's not what the point of it was. The point of the law of attraction is, okay, you can now incorporate 
what you want and what and what your thoughts and, and and you know are making into the process of manifesting and that was the point so that's where we need to go with this is that we take what was taught with the law of attraction and go aha it's not the whole thing it, it's part of the process and so that means that we do have to let go of that whole microwave mentality we do. We everybody wants it right now, want now, 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 and no one's willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and you yeah, see so. that, and you see that so much now with with the kids, uh, the teenagers, uh, the twenty one, twenty two year old kid. You see that now with them, and, and they really think that the universe owe them certain things that they, you know, they don't think that they should have to work for. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and you're seeing so many people committing crimes now, breaking into homes because they can't get what they want, and yeah. they're trying to force the universe to do a certain thing. Is that even possible? No, we can't force energy, and we cannot tell the universe what to do. It's like um, I have an example of that. If 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 you want to hear it, it's it's in money and manifesting, and and it's about a balloon. And if we Let's say that we want, want, want a relationship. And this could be money or it could be anything. Let's say we want this relationship. So we let's take a balloon and fill it with helium and write the word in big black marker relationship on the balloon. Tie it to a string and tie it then to our ring finger because that's the symbolized you know, the symbol we have for a relationship. Okay, so now you've got this thing tied to your ring finger and it says relationship on it. So, great. Now you have a relationship. Now, try to get dressed and you will find that this thing gets in your way. And and so it hinders your forward movement. And you say, well, this is not what I wanted. This is not the kind of relationship that I wanted. So what do we do? Okay, we have to let go. So most people can kind of get to that point with with the law of attraction. Uh, a lot of people can. So we say, okay, great, let's let's let go. So they let it go into the confines of their house. Now they start following it around and trying to tell it what to do. And of course, it's hanging on the ceiling. So they're gonna say, hey, you know, follow this thing around their their house and say, get back down here and go over here and do this and do that. You're a relationship. We're not. You know, you're ignoring me. You're on the ceiling. <laughs> so, so what? Once they realize that this is still not turning into a relationship, they're trying to force energy, tell it what to do. Then, okay, great. Maybe then someone gets that. Fine. Collect the balloon. Take it outside. Let it go up to the heavens, and 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 let it go. Totally let it go without telling it what to do, without following it around, without forcing energy, and trust that that it's not going to return to you as a balloon with the word relationship written on it and now returns to you as a deflated piece of rubber that hits you in the face. Because there are a lot of people that actually believe that that's that negative thought process. They say, okay, great, if I let this go, it's going to come back and hit me in the face. But just let it go and let it come back as form made manifest and and this is you, you don't want this to come back as a deflated piece of rubber what you want is to open your door and have the person of your dream standing there so it can't do that while you're 
controlling it and forcing and dictating and whatever. You do have to let it go. And you and then you have to trust that it's going to come back. And you don't need to follow around and put a bunch of energy on it. You just don't. And And so... Yes, we have a lot of people that are spoiled brats. We have a lot of people that are very entitled uh, and, you know, feel entitled and the world owes them. And just, you know, you can't tell the universe what to do. You just can't. Or you do end up with this just chasing a balloon around your house. That's, you don't get any further than that. Hmm. You know, and speaking of that, you know, how do we how do we get to the point where we evaluate wealth and self-worth and you know, give us the difference between evaluating wealth versus evaluating your self-worth. Yeah, you have to get to who taught you. You have to get back to that. It all goes back to that root, okay? Who taught you that money was self-worth? Um, I mentioned before, in my dad's world, money was self-worth. It absolutely was. And so a lot of people still evaluate wealth and self-worth by the amount of things and uh, how, much, how many pieces of paper they have. And and I'm not just talking about money. You know, we have a lot of people that go after a lot of... Do you ever see those people with a lot of initials after their names and you say, what in the world are all those initials? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, in different professions, you know, we have, you know, strings of initials and you say, what in the world, are, what does that mean? Well, these are people, and I have nothing against education because knowledge is power, but um, people are going out and just getting a bunch of pieces of paper that tell them who they are. And so right now, in the place that we live, and this is our perception, that paper has power. And not just money, but all degrees and initials and and the way things look, this is our um, this is our perception. How does this look? And and so we have to really learn that our self validation comes from the inside, not from the outside. So if I if I let uh, my dad's universe kind of color my world, I wouldn't have done anything that, that I've done. Uh, I would have said, oh gosh, you know, I need to um, show up the way this person believes that that the world shows up. And so I don't know what I would do, but it, uh, I, maybe I would have gone and gotten bunches of pieces of paper that said who I am. So so basically we just need to learn how to stamp in our own parking ticket. That That's really what it amounts to. Validate your own parking ticket. Mm. I have a Facebook question, and, and it's talking about that, and, and and this person is asking about self worth. How can a person assess themselves to 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 find out where they are in life? Okay, number one, just get rid of all of who, just get rid of all of the perceptions of what everyone else thinks of you. I mean, that's number one, and then really just examine, you know, who am I? Wh- what can I do? What did I come here to do? What well, in fact, I'm going to be writing an, an entire article about how to align with our self purpose, our our life purpose, in in the the summer issue of VoiceAngels.com magazine because we have a lot of people that are trying to do that. So, number one, throw everything out that whoever told you who you are, throw that out. For example, I came up in a in a time as a psychic when when psychic ability was a no-no. We, this was not acceptable in any way. And I was told 
you know, um, just that. This is not acceptable. Stuff that down. Don't do that. How dare you do that? Um, you're scaring us. Uh, you know, things like that. And this was from my tribe, my my family, my um, husband, my, you know, people that, that were supposed to just accept me unconditionally. So number one thing, just go, who are you? And, and are you okay with that? Hmm. Hmm. Wow. You know, I want to uh, get back to the the issue of self worth. You know, how do we? I, I'm trying to see if I can ask this question the right way. How how can we reevaluate our self worth without putting money in the equation? Yeah, you have to get to the you have to get to the root of who you are. Just go look. It, it, this is this this is exactly where we are right now, and that's where everyone is. It's like if we had no money, what are we worth? Okay, are we worthless? That that that's um, that's not so. You have to get to the underlying belief systems and understand that the measure of yourself is in your heart. It's not in your wallet. And 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 get to who. Who taught you what you think you know? You have to. All that has to go away. You have to go. Who am I without my money? And that—that's that whole universal thing that's happening to everyone, to everybody. You know, I, 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 yeah. I have a, another MySpace question. I have people that that are in management, and and the question is, I don't want to step on anyone to be promoted. How can I be promoted? by doing what's right instead of hurting people and backstabbing them to get to the next level? Oh, wow. That's, that's a great question. And, you know, especially it's great because I think a lot of people are stepping on people to get where they want to go, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. And and so a, a lot of what's missing from our whole current uh, paradigm is that integrity that kind of has gone out the window for what we want, you know. So to to do this, um, really, because uh, this, I, I'm getting this as a person that has integrity, but they want to get promoted, and, and and they're seeing everyone else doing it and, and doing what they do and to get ahead, and so they want to know, you know, how do I, how do I? The, the, the answer is this: you you just be true to who you are. If it feels good to you in your spirit then you do it and if it doesn't then it then you don't do it and then there's another part of that is that you let go of the need or the want to be promoted that that's a huge part of that and that's like the balloon that I was talking about it's like you can't follow it around and tell it what to do because it's going to stay it's going to stay as energy non-transformed if you do that. So if you let go of the need to do to be promoted and the the wanting, it's not. There's a fine line between um, you have to you have to uh, be willing to co-create. And I know that that a lot of people don't really get that, but it's like I could sit here all day long and go, I want, I want this, I want that, I want this. It's not going to happen. So I'll say, okay guidance because I know my guidance so I think that's another part of this is to get in tune with your guidance and say what is the next single thing for me to do not 
um, sitting there begging and pleading and demanding that that I get a promotion. It's, it's it's that would be like me pleading and begging and saying I must must have a magazine. I don't need that. So once you let go of that, all of a sudden it shows up. That that's that's the easiest way I can um, say that. Hmm. Now we have another Facebook question. It says, "How do I change the way I think when the results are always poor?" Oh, well, okay, this is very easy. If we say the results are always poor, poor in whose eyes? Because when we're saying, um, when we're quantifying something as poor, then we're saying that we have some, already some framework as to how we're judging whether a thing is poor or rich. Do you see? So, um... (laughs) We change our thinking by to, this person needs to get to the who taught them that the, the, that belief system that if this happens, this is right, and if this happens, this is wrong. Um, things just happen. So, but but I but I want to go a little deeper with this if I could. The, the the thought process. You see, we have a lot of people out there that were taught to say affirmations and and just say them, and even though the they they don't believe them, so they're out there saying the affirmations, and it's not turning into what they want, and this is very confusing for people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we have to set goals, and we have to get a very firm picture and intention of what it is that we want in our minds, and then we do have to, um, you know, put a little energy on it, just kind of the balloon, like the balloon, you know, but but ultimately let it go, and and what happens with affirmations and goals, if we're falling around the room, we're hindering the process. So um, the universe, you, you put it out there to the universe, and now let it go. And then also if you're saying affirmations, you also have to, um, you, can, you, you need to integrate that into your mind, body, spirit. So you can say, um, I can say I'm six feet tall, every day until I die and I'm not six feet tall. <laughs> but I can't I can't make that happen, you see. So there it's it's really it's a fine line, it's a balance, it's a it's a co creative kind of effort. I mean, no one's gonna make me six feet tall. So but but I may say that enough times and and maybe other people will perceive me that way. It's just that I will never be that way. So many things here are perception, and I hope that answers it. It's just that this person needs to really get to um, who taught them the who taught them poor, and who taught them negative, and who taught them what they believe. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah, you know. Was, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say. You know, it made me think about something I told. Uh, my daughter today because we were talking about, you know, getting rid of some stuff around the house. We're doing clean-up work. And I said, you know, don't throw that particular thing away. We'll give it to somebody. And she said, yeah, but it's trash. And I said, well, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. You know, I said it's all about how you perceive of what trash is. Yeah. You know, exactly. so, yeah, that I mean, excellent points. Yeah. And, well, we're we're all... We've we've been taught a lot of things about money, and 
when the whole bottom dropped out from under us. It's like, wait a minute, now what? Now we're poor. Now we're now we're homeless. Now we're this. Now we're that. And 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 well, if you know who you are, there isn't anything to be afraid of. I I I recently met this this person, a young person, who actually has decided to be homeless and um i mean there there are a lot of things going on there but but the bottom line is actually kind of challenged himself to go out and and kind of um manifest um from the street from nothing from who he is and he's a very charming person and and i i, I you know he's been calling me every so often and he's He's fine and he's doing it. And now we can say that um, I, that I don't know exactly what he's doing, but I can say that I know that he's getting exactly what he needs. And and um, I, I find that to be to be a wonderful example of somebody just going, okay, you know, I have nothing, but the universe is bringing me exactly what I need. And I think we should all take a lesson from that. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is we have to trust and know what we believe because a lot of people really don't know what to believe. And and the reason I'm I'm saying that I heard you say about how we were taught about the money. What's what's your take on the money system on our money system in this country? What's your take on it? Well, originally it was made it was um definitely about exchange. It was um I think it, it it said on there, you know, it was an IOU. Money was an IOU. This is a promise to pay. So it originally did start out as um, this is our exchange, and this is what we agreed to to exchange. And somewhere along the line, it got really distorted. So the whole system is now based on on a perception of power that that isn't true. And so in believing that money is power, we actually render ourselves powerless. And um, I think we really need to put some thought on that because if we just get to who we are instead of um, the system that we've been taught, then we do have the ability to create our lives any way we desire. And this is what we forgot and this is what I hope that everyone gets back to is like, great, you have no pieces of paper? Great. Now who are you? Let's get on with it. Let's create. And then everything you need comes to you. It's just, I did an article on, I interviewed this guy called Jay Schaefer who, who is the president of Tumbleweed Houses and he specializes in making these houses that are, you know, 100 square feet. Okay, and I'm not kidding. This guy lives in 89 square feet, and he is fabulously happy and married. And um, and you know what he said to me? He said, um, I said, why would anyone do this? You know, and I didn't get it at the time. And and um, he said, because it frees up your whole life. It frees you from, um, you know, spending your energy on, on things that are non-important, and you get a really good sense of, of what, matters and and you know these are beautiful homes i mean uh, they're they're small but our perception is that size matters that's our perception and so until we get away from that um you know people have this idea okay great you know 89 square feet that's that's my walk-in closet why would i want to live in there 
well, if you don't get why you would want to live in there, maybe you're missing the point. Mm. Greed, pretty much. <laughs> well, it's our perception. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, when I think about it, if you look at other cultures, like let's say, for instance, the Chinese, when you go, like let's say you go to China, you visit, uh, or even places like Chinatown, you'll see that people live in very small quarters and they have only the essential things. You don't see them with these elaborate couches and spiral staircases over there. They have very small homes and, you know, they basically just live there, eat, sleep, do what they need to do. And, I mean, there's no luxury involved in it. Yeah. We, we've we definitely convinced ourselves that we need luxury and that luxury defines who we are. Now, now, really, I'm not, you know, I like amenities just as much as the next person. But what my point is, is that if I lost them, I know who I am. And and I, I wouldn't go, oh, my God, I'm a failure because I'm living in the street. That, that would be my choice uh, as it related to uh, a set of choices. So... Um, you know, living in our car, living on the street, it's not living in a tent. We just have this whole kind of perception that, that that's just horrible. And as you say, you know, in other cultures, this is not so. It, it, living in a smaller quarter does not mean that you are less of a person or that you're worthless. We're, we're just, we're, we are defining our self-worth by what we have. That's what has to go. And then we need to learn it, like, soon because um if we don't we're just going to create you know more uh, financial scenarios that make us learn that yeah i'm I'm on twitter right now i just uh, someone just sent me a question and and the question is is talking about the children and the mindset she's been listening to the entire show and she's talking about the mindset her question is, how do I change the mindset of my child when television demands more? Oh, gosh, that's so big, so good of a question. I say, don't watch TV, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's true. Um, th- it's The way she can do that is to um, walk her talk, you know, do whatever she believes um, she doesn't believe that money is self-worth, then she needs to instill that in the child and show it to the child. And then, you know, there's another thing here, too. We have to really respect the journey of anyone else, regardless of whether it's our child or or anybody. Um, If your child, your child may have a whole journey there about about money and self-worth and Maybe it gets perpetuated by TV, and maybe it doesn't. That's going to be up to the child. So the best you can do is instill the basic values and and give her a little course correction when she comes off the TV and says, "Mommy, this is what I believe." Then give her the course correction. You, you know what I mean? Yes, I like that. I like pretty much a quiz and and, and letting them know what's real and what's not real. As yeah. far as, you know, and, and knowing their thoughts. Uh, like you said, the perception is pretty much everything. And with children, if you don't ask them, it's, they can easily be confused or or believe something that that's not what, you know, that's not lining up with what you want to teach your child. 
and yeah. we can't use a television as a babysitter. And no. I, yeah, and I think that's what happens, and there, there's some beautiful things that comes on television. I'm not going to say everything that's, that's bad about it. I think when you're watching television, you know, and, and as a child, they probably can't process things the way we can as adults, but I, I believe that there's something positive in everything that we do and, and see and hear. But as a child, they don't know as much as we do, and 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 not to take anything away from them, it's just it's you know it, it's just it is what it is when you when you see children watching television. It's an illusion, and I think this is the thing that 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 the mother needs to instill in the child that that's good, that's not real life. It may look like real life, but it's not. And this is our real life, and then give the child the example uh, of real life. And this is you know it's a perfect. Um, Example, uh, I just remember years ago, I mean, when my son was really small and he wanted to have um, lemonades down, I said, great, great, let's go have one. And and um, I showed him how to do it, and then I made him pay for the raw material, you see. And, boy, he didn't like that. And I said, well, <laughs> I, you know, he thought I was a mean old mom. And I said, look, I am teaching you about this is your profit. Your profit is what it, you have left after you have paid for your raw material. And you know what? He he moaned and groaned and thought I was mean, but he actually he got it, and he knows profit now, and and he'll never forget it. So I think we need to give our children lessons that that in reality, whether it's uncomfortable as a parent or not. You know, one of the things that I actually used to do with my kids, and I probably need to get back to it more now because. I really need them to understand money, and especially in this day and age. But I used to play Monopoly with them a lot. Oh, yeah. And it was a great way of teaching them how to count. You know, And that's when I used to do it. I'd teach them how to count money. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays it's a great way to teach them about how to manage money. Yep, I agree. And and I, I disagree. I think that's a, that's a really good game. It does teach people the basics and... And you know it's a game, so it's not their self worth, you know. And, right. and 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 I think it's, yeah, we need to do that. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Also, I have um, just got another message from someone in, in Facebook. They want to know about your book. Can you talk about your book real quick and and tell us, and also tell us how we can get it and where we can buy it from? Yes, yes. The book is Money and Manifesting, and you can get it at Voice of the Angels. Dot com and also at Amazon.com. It's a, a bestseller there. And um, also on my website, VoiceOfTheAngels.com, uh, we have free angel card readings um, in three languages. There is a free spiritual forum, that, and there's a free um, compassion clinic there for anybody that really is just kind of uh, off the trail. You can go in and get a free kind of uh, get back on the track kind of a deal. And there's a free daily channeled message, and there is free tarot, there's free astrology. Um, so, you know, we're, we're kind of about free, and, you know, the spiritual toolbox that I built is all about uh, tools for self-empowerment. I, I, what I built there in the CD series and the books and the cards and everything that I built there is all something that somebody can take and learn how to co-create. And um, money and manifesting is not just information. I did it as an, an audio book as well. And I want to. What's different about money and manifesting is that 
there is fiction that's wrapped around information. And we process information with one part of our brain and we process fiction with another part of our brain. And the purpose of, of this is that uh, my work is automatic integration and it's integrating mind, body, spirit. So, so you're reading the book, you're processing the fiction with one part of the brain, the information with the other part, and what you have then when you bring those two together is integration, okay? And so that's the beginning of the, the, laying the foundation for manifesting. So when when I do the audio book, it's kind of the same thing because a lot of people don't, they can read a book and they're not comprehending it, the words, you know, they're not taking it in uh, as truth, as kind of what we talked about in the beginning. And so um, you're listening, it's got male voices and female voices, and then also it's got music. So it's a bunch of different layers that's, that helps people learn, sets the foundation for integration. That's the what we need for manifesting, and it does it automatically. So voicestheangels.com, and I really hope to uh, – I do participate in the forum, so I hope to see everyone there and, and – um, I, I will talk to you, so I'm there to help with what we're doing there. All right, awesome, awesome. You know, I have one more question, and sure. this one is related to um, when people are in that rut. You know, what are the three things that people can do right now to get, you know, unstuck out of that yeah. that money rut, that financial rut, that financial way of thinking that has gotten them into the place they're in? Yes, very very easy to say and and um, maybe not simple to do. But but here, number number one, very, first thing, get out of fear. Easy for me to say, but I totally understand the fear, and I understand that if you just go, okay, I'm not afraid. I know who I am. That's number one. Get out of fear. Number two is get to the root of the matter. Get to the root of your issues. Figure out who taught you what you think you know about money and self-worth and and get to the root and go, oh, okay, that's either my truth or it isn't my truth. And number three is also very simple. Ask, just don't stop fretting about money and stop fretting about stuff and stop fretting about everything and go, what is the next single thing for me to do to stay in a state of grace? And this, what this does is it keeps you in the present moment and gets you out of fear. And, and, it, and it, this is where we have forward-moving energy when we say, what is the next single thing for me to do? It, because otherwise we get very overwhelmed and we get immobilized by our fear and our um, you know, sense of overwhelmment. So we just you know stay in the present moment, go, what is the next thing for me to do? Single thing. And get in, um, learn to appreciate and listen to your guidance because your guidance is there all you have everything speaks everything speaks to us you have only to listen that's all just listen and and um it's going to be okay people we know who we are without our money we just do that that's all fine yeah yeah all right it's going to be okay all right well we thank you so much for joining us tonight and we hope that the listeners out there have learned what we learned you know i learned some important things and uh we hope that you all have too thank you gregory and brian i really appreciate being on thank you thank you so much oh, our pleasure our pleasure and, 
Yes, I'm going to send Nikki a big, big thank you as well. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Come over to voiceoftheangels.com. Please get a free angel car reading. You'll like it. It's it's it'll, it's fun. It's, I'll help you. It's connection. All right. Yes, we'll definitely do that. You know, and with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you all for joining us tonight, and we hope that you will come and join us on Wednesday night. Well, the topic will be pockets and purses, the role of men versus women. Uh-oh. Thank you. Good evening, and God bless you all. Thank you. <laughs>